but awesome, so good to be with you guys today. And I've got something very random to share. And today's gonna involve Pokemon, Revelation and Perspective. Wow. Okay. Literally, Pokemon, Revelation and Perspective. So, I guess the first thing to note <laughs> is, don't worry, I'm not going rogue. This isn't gonna be a thing about, you know, how the Pokemon are the Antichrist or anything like that. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> Some Pikachu's evil, you know. Pikachu's, don't trust Pikachu. Hey, they are of Satan. No, they aren't there. <laughs> they are just things, but gonna basically be using them to illustrate some examples um, and it's always fun to actually use an example which is a little bit outside of the box just to kind of adjust your thinking a little bit and in terms of the perspective we're going to be speaking about today is the perspective to appreciate who we get to be in Christ at the moment at this moment in time um, because it can be one of those things that we take for granted you know when you have something you can suddenly not give as much attention and as much focus as you can. So to begin, first thing, I'd like everybody to think about something they really like. So it could be something you like doing, something you enjoy eating, something you enjoy listening to, and it has to be something which you can access all the time. So it'd be a food you can have all the time, um, a holiday you can go on all the time, you know, a place you can visit all the time, something you can listen to all the time. It's just one thing though, just one Okay, I'll be generous. You can have more than one if you want, but you know, the idea is to try to have at least one. So, have you guys got something? Yeah. Okay, now imagine that one thing you can only experience it once. So, that food, that holiday, that exploration, that track, you can only experience it once. How does that make you guys feel? How do you respond to that situation now? Makes you sad? Yep. Disappointment. Sadness. See, this is the funny thing because when you're in a place where you can only experience something for the first time, Realistically, what we should do is make the most of it. Sap every ounce of that situation and sap every ounce of that moment then and there. Because if we're not going to experience it again, surely let's try and taste every bit of it so that we, at least we can indulge in that experience. We can gain every last aspect of it. So for example, um, I love waffles. Like Waffles are awesome. Actually, the only thing above waffles are cornbread. So let's focus on cornbread. Cornbread is the thing. Um, I remember I first experienced it when we went to New York, me and my guys. We went to one place called uh, Sylvia's. If you guys ever go to New York, go to a place called Sylvia's, right? Oh my days, it's in Harlem. It's so good, right? And they have this cornbread. It is moist. It's not too sweet, not too savory. And like, oh, it's just like heaven. It's a taste of heaven. And I remember when I had it there, I knew for a fact that, okay, the likelihood is, is that when we get back to London, I'm going to pick up some cornbread because this has put cornbread on the map. This is like it. But I knew that I don't know when I'm going to be back in New York again. I don't know when I'm going to be back in Sylvie's again. So the best thing to do is really enjoy this cornbread as much as possible. So it was like with every slice, just taking some more, just experiencing the flavor, experience the whole softness with the warmth and just making the most of it. And it was awesome. And it had to be done because again, it 
don't know when I'm going to go next to New York again. Last time I went, that was maybe like 10 years ago. Haven't been back since. So I haven't had a taste of Sylvia's cornbread for 10 years. Wow. It sucks. It hurts. But it made me appreciate just appreciating that moment then and there. Because once it's gone, it can be gone. Or if you're going to experience it again, you have to do a lot to get back to that point. Now, bear that in mind, next thing is Pokemon. Next thing is Pokemon. And again, it sounds silly. How many of you guys are aware that Pokemon evolve? So they change, right? Cool. So now this is the thing. I learned this. I don't, I'm not like a Pokemon geek, by the way. I'm just <laughs> putting it out there. I don't, I don't go to bed at night dreaming about it. I mean, I do have Pokemon Go on my phone, and I will play it. And I'm not ashamed about that. But, you know, I'm not like, you know, hardcore, you know, Pokemon guy. I don't have a cat that says Ash and stuff. <laughs> or do I? Now you don't know. Now you don't know. But so back in the day, I remember waking up early in the morning to watch Pokemon. And in one of the episodes, I learned something really special about them. It sounds really geeky saying that. I learned something special about Pokemon. I'm not geeky. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's, it's okay. Don't, don't judge me. But so, yeah, only, I love Pokemon, yeah. They're my thing. Um, but one thing, I learned something really special in one of the episodes. And what it was is that every single time a Pokemon changes, its whole nature and its character changes along with it. So there's this one dragon type called a Charmander. So it's like, it's, think of like a kid. It's like a kid Pokemon, so it's full of love, it's full of optimism. And actually, when you think about it, making it a fight sounds kind of cruel, but let's not focus on that point, you know? Let's not focus on the fact that it, it's setting other Pokemon on fire, you know? <laughs> it is ultimately a cute thing. It's full of love, it's full of this joy, right? Now, when this thing changes, it becomes what's called a Charmeleon. Charmeleon is like, the te- is like a teenager, bless you, bless you. Um, a Charmeleon is basically like a teenage version of a Charmander. So it comes with all the things a teenager comes with, attitude, arrogance, things that knows everything. It's a completely different thing. So now its perspective of life has changed because it's no longer this lovable, cute thing. It's this ferocious, I want to be independent type person. So as much as it would want to have that perspective of being a Charmander and having that natural, loving, bubbliness of it, it can't have, have that anymore because it has now changed. Now, when a Charmeleon changes, it grows into something else called a uh, Charizard. Yeah, I remember that. Now, Charizard is like an adult version of like the Charmander. It's like this grown version. There's probably levels after it. Can't remember them too well. I grew out of it. I did mature. Um, but it's like a grown version of this Pokemon. So it's strong. It's, it's an adult. It's independent. It has that touch of arrogance to it. That's not really the, the focus and the point of this, this message. But the fact is that it has changed. And so now it no longer has the perspective of a Charmander, so it can no longer have that same level of love and carefree and childishness to its mindset. It cannot see the world in that mindset anymore. It cannot be a, um, a Charmeleon anymore because it's no longer that teenager. It can't afford to have that kind of that arrogance, that flippantness to its, its way. It has to be grown, it has to be mature. So how it perceives life now is completely different. It cannot go back. We as Christians are very much in this very similar boat. A very, very similar boat. And it probably sounds like, how? Because <laughs> one minute we were talking about things I appreciate and, you know, only being able to experience that for a short period of time. And the next one's about Pokemon and them changing. So the link between those two things is that you can, you can only have experiences of certain things for a period of time. But then how does that relate to us as Christians? The answer is in Revelation. 
and I know you're thinking, okay, well, what? See, and that's the good thing, right? Because when you throw revelation into the mix, everyone kind of straight away goes to the whole end times, da 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 da, death, lightning, thunder, blood. Um, yes, it contains those things. But for today, we're not going to be looking at that particular element. We're going to be looking at revelation to give us some perspective of trying to appreciate our current state. So, if you would, uh, go to Revelation chapter 1. I know, 21. Revelation chapter 21. And just as a heads up, today isn't going to be like incredibly long. It's literally just to give this... um, kind of a reboot a kind of a, an opportunity to kind of just reflect and get refreshing on the perspective we have on a daily basis and the way we are so revelation chapter 21 and we're going to be looking at this because we are going to go through a change there is going to be a change that we are going to experience which means the life we live now as christians is going to be very very different in the future So Revelation chapter 21. And we're only going to read the first few verses. And again, for those who aren't familiar with Revelation, it is John's account. So obviously he's given this incredible revelation of what is to come, you know, of Jesus' return and all the things um, that will come with that. Um, Our new lives um, and an eternity with God. Um, And for those of us who have received Christ, it's going to be that eternity of joy and peace and hope. Um, but unfortunately for those who have not accepted Christ, it will be the reality of an eternity without God in your life. Um, and it's a really big thing. Um, but again, that's not going to be the particular focus of today, but that's just to give a summary and a reminder of Revelation's details. So I will begin from verse 1. So again, this is John speaking. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more. For the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. So I'm going to stop there. So when Jesus returns and when God, when God comes back to dwell with his people, it is going to be a whole new different set of things circumstances are going to change Um, verse 3 and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying behold the dwelling place of God is with man he will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God as we currently stand now we cannot physically see God in front of us but there is going to be a point in time when he is going to be right there we will be able to see him we will be able to see his glory and his presence and we will be able to worship him in that capacity. And it's going to be incredible. But what that means is that as we are now, we will not always be in this state. Because as we are now, we cannot see God physically. 
although we may experience him in different things, in different interactions, in different ways he speaks to us, the way he changes situations and circumstances, blessings, miracles, difficult situations, beautiful situations, we experience him. But however, in the future, there's going to be a point when it's going to be that one-to-one, that face-to-face. So what rings true then is that as we are now, our relationship, our state with God right now is absolutely unique. There is going to be a point in time when we are going to be with the Father and reflecting at these very moments right now. And we're going to be thinking, did I make the most of that moment? Did I really make the most of that moment? Did I explore the depths of my relationship with you in that particular state? Because what we have now is a very rare and a very unique opportunity to walk in a relationship with Jesus. It's the same thing as when you have a child, when the child is two years old. You're only going to have that experience with that child once. Because as they grow, they're going to change. And so your experience, your dynamic with that child will change. And with us as Christians, sometimes we can forget how amazing it is to be in this state. And those can be for absolutely justifiable reasons. Because we can be going through difficult times, challenging moments and challenging situations that can take us outside of the ability to just focus on the here and the now. And that is totally understandable. It's not about, today it's not about saying, forget those situations and the circumstances. You know, it's not about that. It's about saying, capture the moment you have now and make the most of it. Because there is going to be a point in a time when we're not going to be able to explore God in this way. And where the challenges of actually chasing him, we can make something amazing. How many of you guys have ever wanted to just hear God speak to you or do something? You know? So many times I'm like, go, I love going for walks with God, and I'm like, oh, just talking, right? And I've been having a go, I talk, telling him about this, and oh, I remember this thing, or the sun looks awesome here, or, that TV show was great. And every so often I'm just like, God, please just say something. Please just say, mm hmm, oh yeah, that was great, wasn't it? Please just make a chuckle sound and let me hear it. So that this interaction I'm having with you, it can be that one on one, that deep thing. And then there are times when I do that and I think, wait, hold up, wait. There is going to be a time when it is going to be that one-to-one direct dialogue. But that doesn't mean that this moment now is meaningless. It doesn't mean that it's nothing. Because at that very moment in time, I am now in a dialogue with Christ. I'm in a relationship in that moment. And I'm sharing the current experience that God has given me with him. And the truth is, God is probably there shouting like, yes, I think it's great. But in our current state, we're just unable to understand it yet, perceive it yet but that doesn't mean the moment is not there and it doesn't mean that moment should not be enjoyed, it doesn't mean that moment should be ignored we need to invest in it and appreciate it I sometimes think when I look at something like Revelation one thing I really want to do with God is I want to fly I literally want to, you know like Superman like, I don't we, wings are cool, feel free to give me wings right? but I only do that Superman thing where it's just like ah, doing your thing, doing your thing and I want to soar in the heavens with Jesus, right? Right next to me. And I want to just be like, remember that time when we did that? Remember that time when I couldn't speak to you one-on-one, but we discussed that? Remember that moment when it was crazily difficult and I was fighting against the flesh, but you taught me how to overcome that? Because that is the instance we're in right now. We are in an absolutely beautiful moment to experience God in his very rare fashion. And so we need to be working more to embrace that.
to enjoy it. So the idea is really to, when we will wake up tomorrow, wake up with that fresh perspective that I am in a very unique place right now. I am in a very unique place right now. In that one day, I will never be able to experience God in this particular way, shape or form. One of the most frustrating but beautiful things is trying to encapsulate God. There is going to be a time and a point where we will... I, I, I believe that when God is actually before us, we're still going to be in crazy awe. You know, it's still going to be like, oh my days, you're epic. You are bright, you are colourful, you are strong, you are beyond all imagination. Even when he's in front of us, it's going to be like, whoa, it's going to be epic days. But right now, we are in a position where we can't see him in that fashion but we can pursue that. Because when we read the word, we get incredible descriptions of who God is, of his character, of his nature. And as we are now, we get to chase after that and enjoy the adventure of chasing after that. So case in point, example, one thing I love to do again is going for walks. If I can go near the sea or the river or something like that, I'll try to do that. Because in that moment, there's just this thing of the sun reflecting off the water and the way it bounces off and the way it lights up. It's like there's lights in a river. It's like it's just flashing with a reflection going on. And I sit there and I'll just think, God, wow, you're awesome. You made this. You made this. And just for that moment in time, I'll try to fathom God's awesomeness in that instance. And I love the fact that I cannot. I love the fact that my mind and my flesh is not able to grasp him. Because then it puts me on this chase, this desire to keep wanting to know him. Because I then told myself, I'm going to keep chasing these sunsets. I'm going to keep chasing these sunrises. I'm going to keep chasing these perspectives because in them, you are there. You are there. And it's amazing that we can experience that. That's what's available to us. And it's one of those tricky situations because sometimes the absence of God and the desire to see him and him not necessarily being there in the way that we want, it can make us go, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing this anymore. We're like, God, I just need to hear a voice. I just need to see you move in this situation. And God doesn't do anything then and there. And we're like, forget it. Done. No, no more. It's okay. But never give up. Because the thing is, part of that pressing in is that journey. It's that building a relationship. It's you having a relationship with God in this one particular instance that you'll never, ever have again. Because there will be a point in time where we are with him. And we can experience that one-on-one. So this is what makes our relationship with Christ so dynamic. And this is what makes our limitation not something that we should let burn us down, but it should be something we make the most of. We try to just say, you know what? This is a limitation. It's not going to stop me chasing after you. It's not going to stop me from being excited about you. Have you guys ever seen um, People Are Awesome videos on YouTube? Oh, my days. Guys. (laughs) So listen, watch cat videos first, right? Watch cat videos first because cats are awesome. The things they do. Watch cats are awesome videos. Cats, people. Oh my days. They're epic. But also watch people at awesome videos. They're good too. But there's one in particular I saw. And there was a guy who was in a wheelchair. And have you ever seen when people like, they'll jump, they'll go up a ramp, right? And they'll go from one ramp to the other. And usually there'll be people in a BMXs or on a skateboard. They'll do their crazy flips and then land on the other side. Sometimes it goes horribly wrong. <laughs> but sometimes it goes incredibly right. And there's one video I saw, there's a guy in a wheelchair, it's a Red Bull thing, not sponsored by Red Bull. This message is not sponsored by Red Bull. 
but there was a guy and he did this he was in a wheelchair and he just literally went from the ramp down and he flew in the air and I do not know how far he went but it was a long distance and he didn't just fly um, in the wheelchair up in there onto the other ramp he literally flipped in the air as well and I saw that I was like dude do you know what you just did do you know what you just did but what was so magnificent or awesome about what he did was that he was he essentially had a limitation he couldn't use his legs as we can or we who can move can but he didn't hold that he didn't let that hold him back he said you know what this is my situation this is my circumstance but I'm going to embrace it I'm going to make the most of this moment here and now and I'm going to do something incredible with it so at some point in time this individual said you know what yes I cannot necessarily do everything but I'm going to make the most of this time now. I'm going, to, I'm going to push myself. I'm going to enjoy this. And that's what he did. And now he's just doing these crazy cobbles in the air and inspiring how many people in the process. And the thing is, you don't have to be paralyzed to be inspired by that. Because at the end of the day, how many of us who are fully mobile can even do that? <laughs> you know? Because we may lack certain things, the courage, the insight, the creativity to do those things. But they have somebody who embrace their moment, embrace their circumstance. And that is what we as Christians should be doing now. Because we are, again, in a very rare situation, in a very rare circumstance. But we can explore God in this one particular fashion. So when you wake up in the morning tomorrow, despite your situations or your circumstances, God is going to be there. God is going to be there. But I just encourage everybody to wake up knowing that you are only going to have this particular experience with Christ once. Once. So revel in it. Revel in every moment of it. Because you know ultimately as well that despite the situation, God isn't going to make good on it. He's going to make good on it. And it's funny because um, God, he's, he's interested in every aspect of our lives as well. And that's the beautiful thing. I think sometimes we can look for the really big and bright things and then attach God to those situations and those moments and then reflect on those ones as those really key things. But God is interested in everything. And in this rare moment of life we have with him, He is interested in everything. Case in point, yesterday, I was at home, and if for some reason I started thinking about getting a new um, shaver, I was like, like, you know, I was like, oh, maybe I should get a new shaver on my head. And I think, I don't know why, I was just there. And I was like, I think I should get a new shaver. But I didn't understand, because I didn't need one. My one, but this is, this is the funny thing. The one I have works fine, right? And I started going online, researching these different shavers, like this shaver for that, this shaved your head to perfect zero, this for smoothness, I was like, yeah. But then I was like, wait, God, I don't need a new shaver. Why am I looking into this? And in loads of the reviews, the shaver that was being pointed out as the best one was the one I had anyway. So I'm like, what am I doing? So I figured, maybe it's just me being fleshly and stuff. Let me forget this. <laughs> this morning, right? <laughs> this morning, I wake up and I start using my shaver. And in midway, it just stops working. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, really? Like, really? I was like, God, thank you. Because <laughs> clearly you knew this was going to happen before I did. I had no clue. No clue. But what's awesome is the fact that God put himself in that situation. In this situation, I mean, there are so many things going on around the world. 
but God is still interested in me. God knows I care about this particular thing. God knows I want my hair to be shiny. So, you know, it can be, I can blind people with a glow from it and stuff. And he put himself in that situation. So to know that in this particular rare circumstance, this rare state of I am with God, he is willing to invest himself in this situation. He's willing to invest himself in this current state that I am. So who am I to not invest the same heart and appreciation into the same thing? As Christians, I cannot wait till Jesus comes back. <laughs> like the rest of us here, happy days. But sometimes we can get so caught up in waiting for that future, we can forget the present. We can have so much of a future mindset that we forget the here and now with Jesus, with God, with the Holy Spirit. We can overlook it. And every day we have the opportunity to, to really uh, live this really, again, rare and awesome life. And I keep saying that word rare because really this is rare. There was, um, um, uh, what animal is endangered? Um, is, it, um, is it a black rhino? I think it's a black rhino. There's some type of rhino which is now extinct. And it's like, what? When you think about it, you can never see that again. It's, it's done. It's done. And how many people who didn't know it was endangered even looked at it knowing that they're never going to see that thing again? They have had a rare glimpse of something that many are never, ever going to see again. Ever. <laughs> this is how we are right now. This opportunity is a rare encounter with Jesus, with God, with the Holy Spirit. So make the most of every situation and every circumstance. And again, this is not to say that difficulties are not difficulties. This is not to say that blessings are not blessings. But it's just to say that in the midst of all of that, appreciate this moment and this time. And for those who are listening who don't know who Christ is, this is why it's important to accept him. Because you have an abundantly awesome relationship and situation to look forward to. And I think perhaps that's something we need to be sharing more. Because when we share of Christ and we need to know him, it's true and it's important that there is going to be a point in time when it's going to be heaven or hell. It's going to be heaven and hell. And Christ wants us to live with him. He wants us to know him. But in addition to that, when we accept Christ, you enter in a whole new reality, a whole new way of living that is beyond all imagination. So for any right now who are listening to this, who don't know Christ, or who are on the brink of saying yes or no, just say yes. Because you are in for the most incredible relationship of your life. And it will be difficult. It will drain you. It will tire you. It will confuse you. But it will amaze you. It will honor you. It will brighten you. It will make you smile. It will take you on an adventure you have never, ever dreamed about. So just say yes. And for those who have said yes now, live it and make the most of it. Make the absolute most. Because again, I will close on this. We will not get to experience this particular state of being with God once Jesus comes back.